So, shit's been crazy on the personal front. A little things, things been all over the place. So, sorry about last week, didn't get an episode out, but I made up for it. I hope so. I made up for it. I have uh, Alejandro Wagner. Wagner? 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 I uh, probably pay attention to that. I, I suck with names. So if you're on the show or I mispronounce your name, I apologize. But Alejandro is from Pedago Submission Fighting in Mount Vernon, Illinois. And you might know him from Daisy Fresh on Flow Sports and YouTube, Instagram, all over the place. If you're in the jiu-jitsu world, you know who they are. So had him on the show and had a great time. Um, this show's starting to starting to get a little crazy to where it's it's becoming more of a two-way conversation, which is pretty dope. I'm getting a little bit more myself into it. So you're gonna learn more about me. And the world is falling apart around me. But you know what? Everything's going just great. But anyway, so gonna go ahead and play this episode for you guys. Um, there is a couple of announcements within the show. You may have seen some trailers or some leaks online, so check those out. And uh, go ahead and hit him up online. Uh, great dude, and I'm probably going to be having a couple more dudes from the gym show up on here as well. And we may even just grab Tom and uh, take a road trip to go down and actually follow up on uh, this little road trip that I've been planning for like eight months to go do it. Whenever I can get a weekend away from fights in school, I'm going to be there. So anyway, uh, please enjoy this next episode with Alejandro, myself, and enjoy. Yeah, there's really no point in not recording this. Um, yeah, so we'll just go ahead and just start. Um, this is a fighter story. Um, I'm Rob Childs. This is Alejandro. Um, Alejandro is a head wrestling coach. He's also a teammate through Pedago Submission Fighting um, all over YouTube. And uh, part of the reason why we're here and why I'm in jiu-jitsu myself. So if you want to just kind of like go ahead and introduce yourself, kind of like who you are, what you do, and kind of just start getting into it, I guess. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, my name is Alejandro Viner. Uh, I train full-time at Pedagogy Submission Fighting in Mount Vernon, Illinois at the Daisy Fresh Laundromat. And uh, yeah, man, uh, I'm the head wrestling coach. This is my first year as a head wrestling coach. Uh, I've never been an assistant coach or any type of coach before this. This is my first time. Uh, I, uh, I do it for Mount Vernon Township High School here in town, uh, like a mile and a half away or so from uh, the gym. Uh, I do it with uh, Michael Pixley, who's an NCAA champion, NAIA champion, two-time state champion, uh, who, who trains at PSF full-time. Uh, Tad Cravens, who's a Nogi world champion, trains at PSF full-time. So we all, we, all three of us do that together, and we train full-time at PSF doing, doing all that too. So Nice. Yeah, so does this yeah. mean that you actually have a job so you guys don't have to go warm up in Hardee's anymore? Yeah, like... yeah, yeah. We, we actually... <laughs> Everyone's everyone's been doing a really good job at uh, you know developing a way of uh, sustainable income while we're training full time. So yeah, uh, the the coaching has definitely helped us, uh, all three of us. It's definitely kept us busy, for sure. But um, we're we're in the midst of uh, we haven't really announced this or anything, but we're actually in the midst of starting our own academy, uh, PSF Wrestling Academy. Um, really? Yeah, nobody really knows that. You're probably the first person I've told publicly, but it's oh, really? uh it's a uh, it's coming soon within nice. the next month or so. Oh, nice. All right. Is that going to be like through with Heath and everything like, or is that going to be like just kind of your thing on the side? Uh, we're, we're, so it'll be attached to PSF. Uh, we're looking for a new building. We've outgrown the Daisy Fresh laundromat. It's just, <laughs> we're, 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 uh, we've got about you know, 50 to 60 people every night in there. And it's just oh my crammed. God. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a tuna can. It's great, but, you know, rolling on top of each other, you know, bumping into each other a little bit's okay. But like when it's like that many people, it, you know, it gets a little old, but we, we've worked through it through the years and we, we split up the classes accordingly, but it's time for us to expand. So um, we're, we've been uh, very aggressively trying to find a new building in Mount Vernon. You know, there's bunches, there's a bunch of buildings outside of Mount Vernon 
but for whatever reason in Mount Vernon, where we're at, it's, it's been a struggle to find the bright and the proper building right. uh, for us. So uh, we're, we're just working on that. Once we get the building, it's going to be on. So we're, we're pumped. Yeah, no, that's awesome, man. Yeah. I've, uh, I, I wanted to come down. Um, so uh, I actually had couch on the show and I wanted to come down, but I just, I physically couldn't. Um, so we had kind of like talked before the show about like kind of similar, a little bit about what had happened to me. Um, and so I'll just get into how I got introduced to you guys. And um, but yeah, I had couch on the show. We went over his story, but I had been introduced to couch into you through the YouTube show uh, through the Daisy fresh laundromat. And so like, you guys have to keep that sign. That's not something you can get oh, rid yeah. of. Did you see, yeah, the sign just fell down. Did you see that? Uh, no, no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, the wind, the wind knocked it, and it was hanging by one one piece of metal, and we had to we had to cut it to save it. Otherwise, the wind was going to knock it and explode it into a million pieces. So, oh man, yeah, uh, no. But so we got the sign, and we're taking it wherever we go. So oh, okay, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it was it was crazy because I remember like I was just in like this really dark spot, like just mentally, like. So I couldn't touch my own legs. Like, so I ended up uh, getting diagnosed with fibromyalgia on top of cancer. So oh, it's like really? this like systemic pain type thing. And so like, I'm on like an exorbitant amount of like gabapentin and um, other stuff, like, like no narcotics or anything. I'm not taking that shit. But uh, so a few years ago, I had gone to rehab for alcohol and drugs, um, mainly um, narcotics um, using like painkillers. And then so kind of like getting through rehab, going through all that, getting my master's. And so now I'm doing my master's in dietetics so I can work with combat athletes, um, just doing weight cuts, you know, and like doing nutrition and stuff like that. And so now I have like a team of fighters that I work with and everything. But what, sitting there watching the videos of like just sitting at the Mayo Clinic in Minnesota, you know, like having the fire stick on the TV and then you guys just popped up and I had nothing going on, like contemplating, like whether or not, like, am I going to die? Am I going to see my fiance again? Should I just kill myself? Cause I'm in so much pain, you know, like what's the doctor going to say? And then you guys pop up and I start seeing everybody's story. You know, like I remember you sitting in like a room, it looked like a, like an attic type thing. And like, kind of like talking to the camera and then couch's story came out um the crazy thing about couch's story is i didn't get to see the second season because i didn't have flow sports and so before i talked to him um i had to like scrounge up some money to like pay for like the 150 dollars for the year whatever it was just to be able to watch that second season because that's the shit that really got me through of like all right you know like there's something out there that's new that i gotta try it and you know, I'm already wanting to work with combat sports, so I just have to fucking do it, you know, and yeah, so that, that shit just really got me through, um, and so hearing everybody's story actually made me start this podcast, just because I didn't actually have a podcast, I just like started lying to people saying, hey, I did, just to get them to talk to me, and then it created an actual show, um, sure. so now here you are um so i gotta know how the fuck you got to where you are because most people from my experience that's either fighting um or even just training like we're normally running from some demons you know some shit's happened and uh now it's it's fun to get sweaty as shit and roll around <laughs> and choked out by old dudes where their sweats falling in your mouth it's disgusting <laughs> but it's like the greatest thing ever because like i'll get choked out or like arm barred or you know whatever it is and just that pain shuts off the rest of the pain and then just that's all i have to worry about until an hour later then i got muay thai but you know it's it yeah it it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to me so thank you guys um tell your whole team for putting that stuff up it's i'm not the only one i know that um so keep doing what you guys are doing. And now I got to hear how you got to where the fuck you are and kind of your story. Well, thanks, man. I mean, dude, it's, it, I, we appreciate you a ton, man. It means a lot to us that uh, our videos helped you in, in a time that you needed it, man. Like that, that's a bad, that's badass to us. That's more badass than jujitsu. You know what I mean? We're like, yeah. you know, it, it's helped. Like I'm about to start and tell you my story, but you know, the, the PSF has helped me a ton and my changed my life forever. You know, what he's done for me has changed my life forever. And the fact that our stories and our 
experiences are helping change others is, is pretty neat, but, uh, I'll get into it right now. So, yeah, uh, <clears throat> so, uh, 2015, 2015, I was, uh, just finishing, uh, my, uh, senior year of college at Lindenwood university in like the St. Louis area it's in St. Okay. Charles, Missouri. And, uh, at the time I had just gotten married. I was like 21 and I just got married. I was with the chick in college for like three and a half years, you know, young, uh, we got, we got married. And, uh, at the time I, uh, I just got done wrestling in college. Uh, I, uh, I wrestled all five years. I, I didn't feel like I was done though competing. I, I had just finished wrestling and I had only started wrestling in ninth grade. You know, I, I hadn't know I didn't know about what wrestling was. I didn't know about any type of like combat sports other than boxing. And I didn't really have a way into getting into that when I was in high school. And I was not, I was not an athlete, like, regardless of what everyone may think about me or whatever i i was not an athlete at all just super stiff and no i just i just wasn't like i was just that kid that you know just was like floppy and didn't have much athleticism to himself yeah yeah man i uh i tried everything my dad was a professional soccer player in uruguay south america oh no shit yeah and i was the firstborn son so they put me in all these sports they put me in soccer and i was i was not good i had to put me in base basketball not good baseball i mean every every (laughs) everything you could think of I, I i think back on it now i was like man my poor dad probably was like damn <laughs> <laughs> so uh in high school i i tried i uh i tried playing football because in florida football is king you know what i mean and our, our team was pretty big so i tried out and i was like third string on the jv team i was terrible bro i was wow. so bad. i didn't yeah, even I was, know football I, teams yeah. had third strings yeah, me like, either. But that's like where the, I belong. That, that's where I belong. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically you just got a jersey yeah. and you were the water boy at that point. Yeah, I, I was I was really good at just standing on the sideline and just like yeah. <laughs> clapping a lot. But uh I sucked. So season got towards the end, and uh my high school at the time had just won a state title the year before my freshman year in wrestling. Okay. So all the coaches were like, Look, if after you guys get done with football, go join the wrestling team. So like majority of my friends were going to do that. So I was like, ah, oh, fucking, I'll do it too. Plus I was bored and I wanted to do something else because I sucked at everything else I tried. So I went out and I got pummeled into a coma. They beat the fucking tar out of me. But I don't know what it was about it. I felt like I could, I, was, I, I wasn't the worst one. So I was like, man, I, I might be able to figure this out. And there, it, you know, there wasn't as many people as football. So I felt like I got a little bit more attention. So then I just stuck with it. And I just kept sticking with it. And the team was good. Like we had just won state. So like I knew I was with like a good group of people. So I just, I just trained and trained and trained all off season long. Like that whole season, I had a losing record my freshman year. Like and, how uh, bad? I don't know. I, it, I was, I was lost more than I won. I don't, right. I don't know. I don't, I don't, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't, I mean, losing records, losing record. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I didn't wrestle varsity at all. I was always all JV matches, but I wrestled all in the off season, all year long until the next following season came. And then my next following season, I went undefeated. So I just put in the work and I just kept with it. And uh, I was able to make varsity my, my, my junior year and I wrestled and then went to state my senior year. And, you know, I was able to scrounge up and get, a, get someone to give me a scholarship at, at a, at a high at a high school so that's kind of like how i got into the midwest everyone always wonders why the hell i'm in mount Vernon, why i'm in the midwest instead of in florida because i grew up in florida yeah but uh, oh the midwest is horrible like i'm in michigan right now it is it's especially right now like being january it's just frozen yeah but this is this is what this is coming to this is why i'm in the midwest okay so i got into a wrestling uh, got into wrestling got a scholarship started wrestling Met a chick that also wrestled. We, we, we got, you know, we had a good thing going for three and a half years, got married. And uh, I just got done. I graduated from college and I started, I got my degree in art and studio art, drawing, painting. I was like doing art on the side. Okay. And I, was, I, got into, I got into MMA. I started fighting in the cage. So I was cage fighting at the time. Uh, I, I had two fights. I was 2-0. Uh, wow. And I was doing pretty good. And I was like, hell yeah. And then... Uh, uh, I, I, I found out, uh, you know, me and me, me and my ex weren't doing too well and I couldn't figure out why. Uh, and unfortunately, you know, she had been, uh, she'd been seeing other people without telling me she cheated on me with like, you know, a couple people, you know, a couple of whom were friends of mine, you know, people who I thought were friends of mine and just crushed me, dude. It like leveled me. 
it leveled Jesus. me because like in my in my head in my head i was like doing everything right you know i was sleeping around i was, I was faithful i was doing everything on the paper that you're supposed to do you know you know when you're growing up you think this is what you're supposed to do. you're supposed to get married you're supposed to do all the right things and you know i was doing all the right, th- right things in my head I, I thought i was happy and you know apparently she wasn't and uh, that shit just crushed me dude it crushed me because you know she was unfaithful to me and my friends were unloyal to me and i was wrecked so uh my mma career was on its way up and it could have been a lot better uh you know had i like the whole time i was fighting my mentally i was i was fucking wrecked but you know i was all i do is put all myself into the training so i get done uh so i get done with my second fight me and my ex go through a horrible thing we we break up and i'm like i'm done i gotta get out of here i pack all my shit and i'm I'm about to get in a car and drive to california Uh, at the time uh I, i worked for bellator mma i worked in operations for bellator so I had met. Some oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that's a it, really, really sweet crazy. job, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually I, I fell into that before I even got with PSF. So I just I've always kind of had connections with them for a while, and uh, so I had connections through them. I had trained with a lot of people through working with through Bellator, and I knew a couple people. And I was like, "Fuck this! I'm out of here. I gotta get out of you know St. Louis. You know this place is dead to me, basically, kind of. Yeah. And I need to I need to restart somewhere." So I packed all my stuff into my car in the morning. I was going to drive 36 hours all the way to California. I was just going to live out of my car and train somewhere, you know, whether it be MMA, jujitsu or something, I was going to train. That's all. That's what I was right. going to do. So right before bed, I got a call and uh, it's Heath Pedigo. And uh, me and Heath, we were like mutual friends. We were like friends. We weren't like close by any means. It was like that guy that you see at the tournaments every once in a while that like you're friends with that, that may or may not jump and like, come into your gym at a time. He, he was coming into our gym and we'd see him every, every couple weeks, like every once in a while. And he would teach every once in a while because he got his black belt from the same person that gave me my blue belt. So we were okay. in the same association. Uh, Mike Rogers, uh, he, he was, he's one of the one that taught in Maine, the black belt at the school that I was at in St. Charles, St. Charles in May. And him and Heath both got their black belts from Rodrigo Bagi. He's like, he's like a Hickson black belt. He's one of the first black belts in the Midwest. And, and uh, that's how they know each other. And that's kind of like how I knew Heath, but we weren't close. We were just like mutual friends. You know what I mean? Just like someone from like your gym or your association that you yeah. know, and you guys are cool, but like you guys aren't close. Like you guys yeah, aren't yeah, really yeah. Well, go out and get lunch every week or something like that. So he calls me super random. And he's like, Hey, Alejandro, uh, how's everything going? I kind of, someone kind of mentioned to me that you're going through some, some stuff. And you're thinking about skipping town. I was like, yeah, man, I'm, 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 I'm getting out of here. I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta, I'm gonna go to California. I'm, I'm actually all packed up right now. I'm, I'm headed out in the morning. He's like, all right. Well, let me ask you this. Um, why don't you come down? Why don't you give me two weeks? And in two weeks, you know, I'll let you move into the gym. I'll let you train for free. You train with us full time. And in two weeks, if it's not what you're looking for, I'll help you move to California. He's like. Look, uh, I was like, I don't know. And he's like, look, it's only an hour and a half away from St. Louis. 36 hours is a long drive. Why don't you just give us two weeks? And if you don't like it, I'll help you move to California. You know, it's a 36-hour drive. We're only an hour and a half away. I was like, ah, screw it. Why not? And I I drove down, and the rest is history. I've been there ever since, man. Man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he, he told me. I remember when I got there. Obviously, the training was intense and the living situation was intense and everything was intense. You know, I lived on the match for three and a half, three and a half years. Literally, I lived on the match with Andrew Wiltsey and his brother and Spash. And um, uh, I remember when Heath, I, I remember talking to Heath like a couple of years later, you know, maybe like two or three years ago. And I remember when he was like, yeah, man, when you first got here, you were a full time job. I had to keep my eyes on you all the time because I was so when I first got there, I was just like such a head case, man. I was so mentally just wrecked. And uh, he like he like rebuilt me from the ground up. It, it, it's so wild just to see like you know my my growth just in the first three years of being at PSF. But yeah, yeah, that's my story. And like that's how I got there, and that's how I ended up here. You yeah, know? Dude, it's crazy. Like so, obviously, you know, like I've I've watched all the videos. Um, and hearing everybody talk about Heath, it doesn't seem like you guys talk about him as like a friend. You know, like he's more of like a father figure mentor like i don't know it it seems like it's a relationship that like can't really be defined but it's like very deeply rooted in all you guys and yeah yeah i mean listen he's a he's a special person dude he's a he is our friend but he's a lot deeper than that for a lot of us uh for me 
you know, he's, 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 it's so funny. Uh, I've said this before, but I mean, he just helped me get over a girl, you know, and I, that, that hurt me really bad. You know, he helped me get over my buddies that hurt me really bad. You know what I mean? But in my mind, he like saved my life. You know what I mean? He's really saved people's lives before, man. I mean, he's helped people with addiction. He's helped people with, with suicide. He's helped people with like, you know, really saved people's lives. Like for me, he just helped me with a girl. But in my heart, he, I felt like he saved my life because for a couple of, you know, for a couple of years of my growth as a, as a young adult, I, in my head, I thought I was going to be married and have kids. And I was going to have a house. And I thought, like, I, I thought 100%, this is what my life was going to be like. And then for the year, like the last year of my, my, my marriage, it was such a toxic and a terrible experience. Like I had, I had already pre met it. Like I had already prejudged that my future was going to be this life and it was going to be terrible. And that it, it was like, so like mentally, like, like just to imagine that this is what my life was going to be. So when he was able to help me pull me out of that hole and help me realize that I can do this, it was like, he saved my life. He like gave me a new life. So like, I always I always felt like I owed him the world, you know, but in, yeah, for sure. in turn, in, in turn, I was lucky enough to be, be, be a part of something extremely special. And, and uh, you know, this, this whole entire thing just kind of exploded. Yeah. How, like, kind of walk me through that a little bit. So I know just watching everything and it seems like your Instagram page is like starting to get bigger. And I know like one of like still to this day, couch is one of like the most listened to episodes that I've had um and it wasn't even a good one it was kind of like i was just learning how to do it like i didn't even really know how to use a microphone and uh so i'd I'd love to talk to him again but like you guys have slowly become like not just in like the jiu-jitsu world but like some of my friends that don't compete don't train or anything um they'll start watching you know you guys or like kind of like almost like like a football team you know like they're kind of like picking like their their favorite guy in the show and then like coming over watching matches and stuff seeing like a lot of like what couch is doing it just seems like yeah. he's getting like a ton of exposure right now um, oh yeah but you guys are like you're really like expanding and you're a big part of that you know like how did what brought you guys to that because you decided to go sleep on a mat that who knows how many people have sweated on that thing. They're all torn up. You're sleeping on (laughs) your fucking, your pillow's a tie pad. Like I remember watching you guys and being like, I want to do that. Cause like, I loved like the fraternity life of like, I went to school in Northern Michigan and uh, like up there, it's just dirty up there, you know, and like waking up to like 30 dudes in a house and like, it was just, it's fun, you know, like those road trips. It's, I love that life, but like you chose to do that, you know, like you wanted to go sleep and you didn't even have a heater, you know, and you're sleeping in an abandoned, essentially it looks like an abandoned laundromat. And you just turn it into like almost like this Midwest Mecca of like yeah, of of jujitsu. And it's how do you do that? Like go from like Heath training in the grass and you being married to to now you guys are, you know, what you are. Well, I'll tell you what. So uh when uh <clears throat> when I was in St. Louis and I was training, I was winning a lot of jiu-jitsu tournaments i was doing a lot of jiu-jitsu for mma at the time like when i first started like that's how i kind of got into it was for mma and you know i wrestled in college so i, I liked grappling so i was winning all these like fujis and all these like grappling oh. industries and uh i was winning all these small tournaments and i like in my head like i didn't know what that was i didn't know what the worlds was i didn't know there was a world in my head i just thought oh fucking good i'm really 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 good like i haven't at the time, I was like a white belt, but I was competing on blue belt because I wrestled in college, and I was beating all these blue belts that I've been training for years. And I was like, "Man, I'm freaking awesome!" <laughs> like in my head, I'm thinking, "Like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna act like no, no one can fucking even touch me around here. This yeah. is awesome." And uh, I remember our, we had an in-house tournament, and you know, uh, at St. Charles, and you know, some of the closer association schools come to that in-house tournament. And uh, I remember Andrew Wiltsey had come to this one. I remember. Uh, Mike Rogers told me he's like he's he's really good man. I think he'll beat him though. Uh, it'll be a good match. I was like, oh cool, hell yeah. So uh, me and Andrew have a match, and um, we shake hands, and he freaking like judo throw. He like I go to shoot, and he like he like sprawls and comes up and throws me in a judo throw, 
and jumps on an arm bar, like even before I hit the mat and taps me, I'm like, what the hell just happened? I'm like, what the hell just happened? And I was like, what the freak? So I had never experienced that before. And then I never really seen anyone roll like they rolled. They were, they were like, they were like hardcore. And like, they weren't just rolling with like uh, extreme tenacity and, and, and like aggressiveness. They were rolling with technique and aggressiveness. I was like, what the hell? Because Heath brought, it wasn't just Andrew, it was Andrew, his brother and like gang of crazy white belts. Mm-hmm. It was a gang of them. And they were all just like wild, but, but awesome. And uh, I remember thinking, man, what the hell? So that's kind of like where my relationship with Heath kind of started. So at the time, now is now I'm, now I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go visit. So I went and visited, and they pummeled me into a freaking coma. I mean, I got beat up worse than I had ever been beaten up. I mean, they beat me up. I mean, it wasn't like they like mean like mean beat me up. I just mean like they were just like so much ahead of like their jujitsu was just so ahead of mine that there was just like nothing I could do to them. You're really making me want to show up and just get my ass beat. <laughs> You're really making it sound good. I mean, like I was able, I was able to do okay with like some of the some some of the white belts and stuff because of my wrestling. Yeah. Like I was, I was able to hold my own with just because of my wrestling. I was lucky, you know. But like when it just came to jujitsu, I was just getting annihilated, man. I mean, there was literally nothing I could do. Like yeah. it was just like unreal. So like at that time, I felt, I felt like I was cheating myself almost if i didn't get more of this mm-hmm. so i was driving an hour and a half there and an hour and a half back three times a week i was driving all the way to mount vernon and i was getting the training sessions in because i had become addicted to because i can I, like once you train there for like a week two weeks then you're like you start noticeably seeing jumps in your jiu-jitsu like i was noticeably seeing huge jumps in my jiu-jitsu at an extremely fast rate so I had become addicted. I had needed to be a part of this. So I was coming once a week, twice a week. Now I was consistently coming Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, Thursday. I was coming, boom, boom, boom. And then uh, now, after, now I was going three times a week. Then I'm, then now I'm, now I'm coming for one day and I'm sleeping over at Heats on his couch for three days or at the gym for three days. You know what I mean? And then I would go back to St. Louis. And then finally, me and my ex finally, I just, I, I've had the, enough and I finally decided and that's when he gives me the offer and I, I drive to Mount Vernon and I move into the gym full time and now I'm there. Yeah. And that's kind of like how it happened, man. That's like how, what, what got me in there. That's how I met Heath and that's how I got into the gym. That's what made me move on to those mats. Cause look, mentally I was at rock bottom. I was like, where am I going to go? I don't have anywhere to go. And he was the only one that really like reached his hand out and offered me, you know, everything but you know in a sense he wasn't offering me much but it, it, yeah, he didn't offer me, you anything it was, <laughs> me, it, was, it was it was everything and at the yeah. time there was there was no daisy fresh there was no uh flow grappling covering us you know no no one really cared about us everyone kind of just knew about andrew and that he was just crazy dirty white trash kid in a gray gi that was beating the fuck out of everybody that that's it yeah you know what i mean with some and, weird and, and, magic rock <laughs> dust or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, nobody knew. It wasn't like I was going there for clout or anything. You know, nobody knew about it. Nobody yeah. cared. They were just thought, oh, these guys are freaking. My parents were traumatized. They were worried. They were like, you know, you just got your college degree and now you're getting divorced and you're moving into a gym to sleep on the floor with a bunch of guys doing karate. Oh yeah, you're a nightmare at that point. Yeah, my my, <laughs> my, parent, my parents were probably like, and, and they, they're they're great. They don't really bust my balls about anything. Like they let me do whatever I want, but they were concerned. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean. They're like, what, what's going on? But yeah. you know, things have gotten so big now. They kind of see like obviously there's a bigger plan, and they, you know, it, every just so you guys know, he told us all of this that's happening now. He told us this was going to happen six years ago. I remember we were all screwed up. We were all like physically beat up and we were just exhausted from training or from competing or I can't remember. We were just beat up from something, whether it be a tournament or something. And I remember Heath was like, look, everyone's doing this. Everyone in Brazil is doing this. All the Cicero Costa kids in Brazil are sleeping on the mats and they're doing this and they're winning and they're becoming champions. And everyone's talking about them because they're doing this. I promise you this shit works. And it will pay off. And you guys will be the most famous American jujitsu group in the world if you just keep doing this. And I swear to God, man, he used to tell us this all the time. All the time he would tell us that. So it's going to pay off. I promise. Just keep showing up. Jesus. Keep coming. He's like, keeps, keep, I'm telling you, the sleeping on the mats, all this stuff, you have to drill in the mornings. You have to do this extra drilling. He said, the meows are drilling on the mats this many hours a day. They do. This is what they do. This is what they did. 
their system works. This is what their teammates are doing. Their system works. They, they're the guys, you know what I mean? Leandro Lowe, the meows, uh, you know, uh, um, Talamora, you know, all these other Brazilians that they, they, that were a part of Cicero Costa, they lived on the mats. And that's kind of like, you know, that's kind of like what we based off, like moving into the gym and all that stuff. Like that's, that's something that he wanted and always wanted, but you know, that's something that was working in jujitsu at the time already. So we knew he, he knew that it was going to pay off and he always told us it was going to pay off. And then the next thing, you know, man, you know, we get more guys moving in, you know, we always had guys moving in, moving in, moving in. We had like uh, about a hundred people a year that try and move into Daisy fresh. And we probably only retain at the time we were only retaining like one or two a year, but as the team began to grow, our retention rate started to grow. So now we have, uh, for, we went from like five people living in the gym and now we have 20 people living in the gym and it's, it's a fucking crazy. <laughs> is, the, is, uh, is Wiltsy's box still there? Is that Wiltsy's, st- box, Wiltsy's box is still there. Uh, Jordan, uh, Jordan Butler lives in the box now. I don't know if you know who Jordan Butler is. He's the, no, I don't. He, he's the BBC. He's the blue belt champion. He's, he's the big black dude, giant long dreads down to here. He <laughs> won the, the blue belt champion. That's what you're calling a BBC. <laughs> Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's got he's got dreads down to here. He won the he won the pan the adult pans last year in the gi. He's, oh, he's no really, shit. Yeah, he's he's good. He's really good. He's oh, really that's good. dope. Nice. So Andrew, Andrew saved up his money from BJJ uh, Fanatics and bought a uh, house in Mount Vernon. So him and Bird actually live in a house now. And uh, I he, did he, see that he gave he gave his house to Jordan. Jordan has just won the Pan Am, so he so Andrew was like, I want Jordan to have it. Yeah. So. Didn't Wiltsy's house used to be a crack house or something? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I think I saw that on his Instagram. Yes. It, it yeah. definitely, it definitely, it definitely, yes. And it, I, I haven't looked at it since they've done some modifications, but it may or may not still look like a crack house. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but they're, they're working on it. I know Andrew's had some people come in and work on the house and fix yeah. it up a little bit. So, yeah. So I know, like, as a dude, just like as a guy, like, I feel like we glossed over a big subject on, like, with your wife um, or your ex wife now how do you kind of like get over that relationship of like with your boys, you know, like your friends, like the, obviously, you know, like you've dealt with it with your, your ex. Um, but like at the time you have like these people that you're considering your friends, how do you not want to just put them in the ground or just fuck them up? Or, you know, like, how do you deal with that? So, um, I kind of just, so that's, that, that, that went through me for a long time. I had a lot of like anger and hate and resentment in my, inside of me for like a long time. And this shit was like eating me up pretty bad. You know, these are guys, you know, so, so one of whom, one guy was a guy I went to high school with that I got a scholarship to the university that I was at, that wasn't a good wrestler at all in high school. He just wanted to wrestle at the next level. And I was able to make the connections for him and get him at the same college that I was at. Yeah. And the other guy, the other guy was one of the better guys on the team that I looked up to. So dude, the shit crushed me. You know, these are two guys that I, you know, I thought were, I was close with and really good with. And it, you know, the shit wrecked me, dude. And then like, I had a lot of anger and hate in my heart for a long time. I wanted to beat these guys up. And then, you know, I just kind of came to the realization that, you know, in the end, you know, it was wrong. It was wrong on my ex's side more than anything. And it was wrong on their side more than anything because they knew, they knew the situation, but in the end, I don't want anything to do with people like that anyways. Anyone that would do that to their friends. I mean, dude, there's millions, millions of other people in the world. There's no reason for anyone to screw around with somebody's friend. You know what I yeah. mean? You could, you could, there's like literally millions of other people in the world. You know what I mean? So I don't know, man. I just decided to just be done with those people and just not, not be around them anymore. I don't want to be around people like that. And I kind of just decided that I'm on, I'm, I'm already moving on to bigger and better things. And, you know, I think when I was lucky enough to be around a good support system and uh, they got me through that. And I, I don't care about those people. I'm not interested in being around those people. I'm not interested in uh, reaching out and attacking those people. Uh, what they did, they have to live with for the rest of their life. Uh, I'm over it. I'm, I've got way too much good stuff going on for me. And I've surrounded myself with a lot of great people that care about me and invested their time into me. And uh, I don't know what those guys have going on. But they're the ones that have to live with knowing that they, you know, they, they screwed over one of their buddies, you know, in a yeah. really bad way. You know, it, was, it wasn't easy for me. And they're the ones that have to live with that, not me, because I'm yeah. over it. I, I've already moved on to bigger and better things. And uh, I've got new friends now that would never do that to me. So it is what it is. And look, people are going to, you know, you're not going to get only screwed over one time in your whole life. You know, I, I, you know, something like this may or may not happen to me ever again. But if it does, I'll be ready for it, you know. 
you know, you just, you know, once you go through it once, you know, you just kind of, you know, once you realize you're around people like that, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll slowly realize that you'll have a bit, way easier time getting those people out of your life when you see new ones trying to get yeah. your way in. It's almost like so, you played this game before, you know, exactly yeah. what to do to get through it. Yeah. You know, it was just my first real big you know, traumatic experience with friends and, a, and a, you know, in a, in a, you know, and a partner and stuff. So, you know, it was a shock to me at the time, but you know, now it's just like, you look at the big picture of things. It's like, you know, you just don't want to be around people like that. So I just, yeah. I just stay away from that whole situation. And I've already moved on to bigger and better things. I have way better friends now. And I've sort I've learned a lot as an adult, like the, the 20, the 20, the 21, 22 year old Alejandro and the 28 year old Alejandro are like literally complete, total different people. You know, it's crazy how much can happen in just two to three to four, you know, five years. Oh yeah. I'm literally, I'm, I'm literally like a completely different human being. It's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, especially with jujitsu. Like so like within a like a four year period, like I went to rehab, um, got clean, you know, or clean and sober, like ended up doing all that stuff, and then also having like the, the cancer crash. Yeah, dude, got engaged. Like now, like I wasn't in school a few years ago. Now I'm like applying to grad school. So like shit can definitely change. And especially with jujitsu, it seems like jujitsu's like it, there's such a correlation between jujitsu and life. You know, it's like you can literally be like, oh, well, this situation applies to jujitsu because it's like you have to do this, this and this to get to this. And then like. I my ego is horrible, like my ego used to used to literally run my life and every day it's on the mats just getting choked out. And like for the longest time, I never understood why people were thanking me, you know, like after like just drilling and like getting a new partner, you know, it's like, oh, hey, thank you like what the fuck are you thanking me for you know <laughs> um and then like i would always drill really soft like i'm a bigger dude you know like i'm like 205 and like um just having that weight on somebody that's like a buck 60 you know like i'm just i've always been weird about it or you know trying to go and like to s mount and like kicking them in the head with a heel or something and but over time i've learned to like i have to do those things and then that's why i thank them you know because like i'm putting their body through a pace so i can learn something but at the same time i'm asking them to do the same thing to me so i know what it feels like and you have to get like this you get humbled very quickly in jiu-jitsu but it also teaches you so many more things about life and the people that stick around that aren't just like the first month people because they signed the waiver yeah like it's almost like this therapeutic thing and you start to grow a bond with people and you can see other people grow and you can have like these conversations that that have some substance to them you know because like you start to know each other's families and you talk to them and you're like hey i'm having a bad day right now and you're it's okay to have these vulnerable conversations because you've choked him out he's choked you out you've like both seen each other like gurgle your own spit trying to like (laughs) and it's just it's this amazing it's this amazing thing um so jujitsu's definitely helped me out it seems to be helping you out yeah man i mean it's it's cool it's it kind of seems like uh people that get into it for the first time it's either they're going to run immediately towards it or they're going to run away from it you know it's either one or the other oh yeah from from what i can tell um, I think the the atmosphere has a lot to do with it. You know what I mean? I think uh, a lot of people that mm-hmm. come into PSF for the first time, uh, our retention rate is pretty high uh, when it comes to like uh, people that are like actively like looking for just to be a part of something. You know what I mean? So if I, we have people that come in all the time and just want to be a part of something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, people now, now that we have so many bodies and so many people and we have like 50, 60 people on the mask all the time, like we just keep getting more because like, when there's that many people, you're going to find, you know, a couple guys in that 60 person group or a couple girls in that 60 person group that you blend with a little bit. And everybody that at our school is so inviting because, look, there was a time where nobody wanted to come into a laundromat and train. You know what I mean? For, 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 us, for us, nobody yeah. wanted to be in a gym with no heat. Nobody wanted to be in a gym with no AC. You know, so the fact that people want to be a part of this and they're interested in even coming and stepping through the door and trying a class for the first time. Everyone at PSF is pretty darn inviting. And just like you said, they're always, we're always like thanking people for coming and 
everything like that. Cause we're just excited that people want to be a part of this and want to attach themselves to this. want to train with us. I want to visit to train with us, you know? So we're just excited for, for everyone to come through. Yeah, for sure. No, it's, it, it's an amazing thing that you guys have been able to put together and it it seems like it's right now, it's still almost in its infancy. Like you've kind of like just built the base and people are starting to get to know who you are. And now there's, uh, there's even that, uh, it's on flow. Um, the American jujitsu, um, like you guys are like blasted all over that thing. It's almost like you're this, the epicenter of like this American jujitsu movement, um, especially Heath, you know, like he's very vocal within the jujitsu world about like, you know, the Brazilians stole it from Japan. And so it's, you know, it is what it is. And you can't get into certain gyms if you're not Brazilian or certain refs won't talk to you unless you speak Portuguese and stuff like that. So where, where do you guys see yourself going and like kind of the struggles that you see coming up? And I know you have the, the wrestling school coming up and you're looking for another building in Mount Vernon. And also why are you staying in Mount Vernon? So, uh, so with us for the future, uh, what we have planned, um, basically we've outgrown the laundromat. We don't plan on getting rid of the laundromat, but, uh, like we're still going to have it. Um, but, we need a new building because we've just outgrown it, man. We want to, we need to grow. We need to grow as a team. We need to grow as a, you know, as a community. So it's just time. And the reason we're staying in Mount Vernon is because he's always been pro about Mount Vernon, man. He was born and raised in Mount Vernon. He started jujitsu in Mount Vernon. He started, he had his first students in Mount Vernon. You know, Mount Vernon's always been good to him and he wants to be good to Mount Vernon. And he, he, he doesn't want to leave Mount Vernon. He wants to keep it in Mount Vernon. Yeah. No, and, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, man. It's a, it's a pretty special thing. Dude, listen, he's been offered to, to, to start schools everywhere, bro. He's had other associations reach out to him and say, listen, we'll pay you this 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 much money a year. We'll give you a, a salary just to run this competition team on the beach here in this beautiful school. He's had that, he's had offers like that two, three times, and he's turned them down. This is this is back when we Jesus, needed man. This is back when we really needed the money too. Like I mean, we could barely pay the rent at Daisy Fresh and the rent's five hundred bucks a month. I mean, yeah, yeah, bro. Like we needed the money, but he's not interested in selling the star. He's not interested in putting a different patch over his so that, you know, he can, you know, he worked his butt off, you know, he he learned his jujitsu from VHS tapes that he bought from Brazil, that he bought from Russia, that he bought from Japan. You know what I mean? He, he, he did it the hard way. He trained on the grass, you know, with a bunch of his crazy ass friends that, you know, that, that would, he would pay 20 bucks to let them drill on him. You know what I mean? So it, you know, the play that the, the town is, you know, something special to him and uh, we all appreciate that. You know what? So far so good. You know, it's produced, the environment's produced champions somehow. Yeah, it's sure. worked. Yeah. So, so what's next for you coming up aside from the team kind of seems like you've like, you got your wrestling thing going on. You're, you're bringing that in. Do you so, have any other goals kind of coming up in like the future and into your thirties or are you just kind of a day-to-day type of guy? No, nah, man, I'm, I'm, I got all kinds of plans, dude. I'm, I'm actually kind of on pause right now. I saw, I just recently, uh, about eight weeks ago, no, about nine weeks ago, I tore my ACL meniscus. Uh, I tore my knee at the Nashville open in the semifinals, um, in a scramble and I tore my knee and I, I popped it back in. I was able to finish the match and win, but, I knew something saw was right. That video, by the way, what the fuck, yeah. man? When you <laughs> wrestlers are built different. Like you guys, like you don't like even if like a weight class changes, if anything changes, wrestlers are just like, all right, cool. You just go. It's you're a different breed, man. That's insane. Yeah, I don't know, man. I wasn't, I wasn't really thinking about it too much when it happened. I just like in my head, I was just thinking, I gotta get, I gotta finish this because I was, you know, I was like, I gotta finish this. Yeah, the whole team was right there on the sideline yelling for me. So I was like, I got to go. I got I got shit yeah. to do. You know, I wasn't thinking so much about, like, I, my knees destroyed. I was more thinking, like, I got to get my knee back in place so I can finish. Yeah, and you won, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's so fucked. That's amazing, dude. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was wild. So I'm on pause right now. I'm just, in, I'm just kind of recovering from that. I had surgery eight weeks ago. Right now – um, my re- my rehab and my my uh, my recovery's been going great. I'm I had a little bump in the road recently. My knee swelled up. It's about the size of a grapefruit right now, because uh, I got like some bursitis in my knee, so I've got like water on my knee. So my knee's like a giant water balloon. Right. But uh, outside of that, man, I mean, I'm 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 coaching my butt off. I'm coaching every day in Daisy Fresh. I'm coaching every day at the high school. 
I'm compete. I'm going with the kids every weekend at a different tournament, you know, different duels every week. Um, and honestly, I just can't wait to get back on the mat, dude. I'm, I'm ready to, I'm like, I'm like at the peak of my, I'm like right now I'm like really high at, with my jujitsu and I, I'm feeling really good. Like I was crushed. I couldn't do the, 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 the East coast ADCC, ADCC trials. I was, I was crushed. I couldn't do freaking the, I'm, can't, I'm crushed. I can't do the East coast. I, and I mean, I can't do the West coast. You know, I, that's something that I really have been dreaming about since I started doing jujitsu. So I'm just focusing on my, my return, man. I, I just want to come back and just win everything. Honestly, yeah. I just, I just can't wait. I'm, I'm being patient. And, uh, you know, I'm still a purple belt. Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm, my purple belt career has been kind of screwed up. I mean, I, I've, I've still placed, uh, I've placed at the, I've placed bronze at the pans twice and uh, I'm sorry, I, uh, bronze once and silver last year that I was in the finals um, in the Nogi pans. And, uh, but the beginning of my blue belt, my blue, the beginning of my purple belt career, I was able to get like one tournament and then COVID started. So like I missed like a full, like six plus months of competition. And then, uh, you know, I started getting back into it, getting back into it, broke my arm. As you do. You then know. I was out. I, I had a nose surgery. Then I was out. Then I was back in. Then I blew out my knee. So it's been, my purple belt career has been a little rough for me. But uh, look, I'm still a young purple belt though, you know. Yeah, um, sure. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. So some people may think, oh, he's been purple belt for forever. But I've only been, I've, I'm just touching two years on my purple belt right now. And half of that, I haven't even been re- competing. Yeah, training at all i feel like during covid i don't really know how it that's even good yeah that's a weird scenario to be in yeah so like like half of my football career i really didn't get to do anything so like you know people may think like oh alejandro needs to get his brown belt blah blah blah. but but look keith will give me my brown belt whenever he thinks i'm ready for it so i'm in no rush all i'm ready for is to get back on the mats and start competing again man i i feel like i have 10 more years of shelf life at the adult level you know what i mean so i I still want to i still plan i still have all these like goals of winning the worlds, winning the pans, winning the ADCCs and doing all these great things, man. Cause I, I truly believe with the support system and the training partners and the, the coaches that we have that it's 100% still a possibility for me. So I just can't wait to get back. And I'm like itching. I'm like, I like, can't wait. Like I'm, I'm in the gym every day, coaching these guys, coaching the PSF guys, coaching the freaking high school, the Mount Vernon Rams. I'm, I'm like immersing myself in the sport and I'm learning a ton. So I, I'm like figuring all types of stuff out without even being on the mat. So I just can't wait to get back on and get it in already. So I'm yeah, just, I'm just sure. can't wait. I can't wait to, to get better. And Do you feel like your coaching has kind of helped out your jujitsu? Oh yeah. 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 It's... Oh yeah. Big time. You should see, you should see, I know I'm going to come back better than I was before because I'm watching Tad and, and Pixley uh, coaching with me and their wrestling has skyrocketed through the roof since they've been coaching with me. And now, now we're getting these more, more coaches. We're getting more volunteer coaches from Daisy Fresh. They got some of the guys that are living in the gym. They see that and they're like, wow, they're getting better from helping these kids. So now I'm getting all these other guys from the gym that are like, Hey, can I come in? Can I come in? Can I come in? And all they're doing, they're not like necessarily like wrestling the kids. Like a lot, some of them are, but they're, they're just coming in coaching the kids and from coaching the kids, like a lot of the newer kids, the basics, they're learning the basics and figuring out traditional wrestling technically rather than being thrown to the fire, which is usually what we do. We just throw everybody into the fire into our wrestling classes. And over time, you just get, you just get good at wrestling. That's what, that's what's happened with all our guys. I think we have probably some of the best wrestlers that have never wrestled ever in our gym. You know, yeah. the Jacob, the Jacob Borman kid, he, he won the, he won the worlds in the pans at blue belt and at white and at white belt. Uh, he, he, he never wrestled before. He just learned wrestling from me and the guys in the gym. And uh, we got him a full ride scholarship to a D2 school uh, oh, hell yeah. down the road. Never wrestled in high school before. That, Pixley got him a tryout and uh, he crushed it. And they were like, yeah, yeah, we'll take him. And uh, he's, he's, he's incredible. That's awesome, yeah. man. It so it's, it, yeah, it's, it's definitely helping, man. The, the coaching, I'm, I'm lucky. We're, we're lucky. We have a great mentor. You know, he, you know, I was coached on how to coach directly from the source from him so yeah it almost know. seems like you're kind of like uh like being trained by yoda you know to like kind of like almost take over in a sense or you know not take over but like you're you're learning all the tricks of the trade and kind of becoming like a little heath jr type thing nah it's 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 weird man it's it's weird uh i never realized that i was even learning all this stuff until I never realized I was even in a, in a leader position on the team 
until Flo, Flo came the first time. And it was just Michael Sears. And he came by himself. And um, he had done some interviews with us. And none of these interviews actually ended up on Flo. They never ended up on any of the episodes. But I remember he was like, he sent us all the interviews. And I remember Bird was talking about, the, you know, each guy talked about each guy on the team. And they were talking about me. I remember Bird said something. Uh, Bird Wolfie, Andrew's brother. He mm-hmm. said, uh, Alejandro's a great guy, blah, 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 blah. And said all these nice things. And then he was like, he's like the second in command for the team. You know, this is what he does, blah, 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 blah. And he does this and this and this. And I, I remember watching that. And I was thinking like, what the hell? People, I was like, people think that, that I'm like the second in command, like I'm the guy, whatever. And I remember thinking that, and I remember it was like, everything came full circle for me. And I was like, yeah, I guess, I guess I kind of do do that. And then I was like, what the hell? And that's kind of like, from there on, it kind of just kept getting crazier and crazier for me. And I just started figuring, like all these dots started connecting in my head. And uh, through that, I just became, uh, yeah, I just, I just kind of like, I was able to help coach my friends and on the team. Uh, in jujitsu and coach my friends on the team in life, you know, you know, I've experienced a couple of things and I lived in the gym a little bit longer than most. And um, it's just kind of happened. It's not something that he, I think ever purpose, he might've purposely freaking tried to try to mentor me without me even realizing that's usually how it happens, I guess. So maybe yeah. he did, but, but it kind of just happened, man. I never like yeah. tried, I never tried to be in like a management position or a leader position or, or anything like that. This shit just kind of like, fell in my lap he kind of I, I feel like he kind of like groomed me in the best way possible for 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 this you know what yeah. i mean because even when i took the head wrestling coach position i never coached bro i never coached high school I, ne- I never coached i just coached the guys in the gym you know what i mean so i didn't know what was going to happen you yeah. know luckily luck, luckily i took to it incredibly and it was like i've coached i've been coaching forever because coaching the guys in the gym is just as good as coaching anything, any, any sport, you know what I mean? So um, I'm lucky that I was, uh, even without knowing I was set up for success through Heath and through the team. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's pretty cool to kind of see your guys' journey um, kind of going throughout, you know, the years of, and now like to be able to hear that you're getting a new building, adding the wrestling school to it and definitely looking forward to seeing, some new stuff from is flow going to continue to to kind of cover you guys or are you going to start to do your own thing so uh we're the the end of daisy fresh season three it just got done shooting and i believe that'll be it okay Uh, i don't know what flow has planned in regards to us but uh we have an incredibly successful youtube channel that's growing every day and we never and we don't plan on stopping that anytime soon so the the psf and the daisy fresh content is going to continue to be pumped out george valderas uh has been working you know around the clock it's literally his full-time job is working on these videos like that's why the content is so good that's why the videos are so good is because that man literally pours his heart and soul and everything and his being into the into the this content man i mean he's got that camera with him all the time he's constantly on the computer editing uh, my sister my my younger sister just moved to mount vernon to train full-time she just graduated college she was an ncaa all-american in track uh, she got done. She didn't know what to do. So she moved down here and started training jiu-jitsu full time in the meantime. So she's been out here for, for like four or five months and she, she, uh, she helps edit. She's good at, she's good at that stuff too. So she, she helps edit a lot of the content. So now George has an, another person helping him with the editing and yeah. the shooting. So, you can definitely uh, tell that he's getting better. Oh yeah. Know, from like the first oh, yeah. videos to like, to, to where just like the edit cuts and how he's able to like layer things and the Listen, audio has gotten better, like everything dude listen he uh he uh so my brother and my other sister my 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 i'm the oldest of four so it's me it's me my younger brother my younger sister and my youngest sister so it's me and my uh older my like young older younger sister that lived here in mount vernon and then my my young my younger brother and my youngest sister they live in la and they train full-time at the psf in la and the reason they're in la is because they do cinematography cinematography full-time they work in like movie industry and Hollywood and shoot music videos and all kinds of stuff. So uh, my brother, he tells me, he's like, dude, it's like three months since George started working on cameras. And he's like, dude, what George is doing, I would hire him. I would hire him. That's how good he's gotten. <laughs> he's like, I would yeah. hire George. He's like, I would, I can get George jobs in Hollywood right now doing what he's doing. That's how good 
of the quality of his work is. And that was like when he was only three months into like really getting into it. And yeah. I was like, he self-taught himself everything. I mean, he, 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 uh, he asked my brother Matias for like a couple of tips here and there, but I mean, the guy went on YouTube and, and, and he, he looked at the right stuff and he, he figured it out on his own yeah. in like, like three months. And now he's like, I'm telling you, he's, he's remarkable. Like his jujitsu is remarkable. And he's just an intelligent person. Our YouTube stuff is just blown up because of him. You know, he, yeah. he owe it for him, you know, between him and Heath, I mean, him and Heath come together and they get these ideas, you know, couch sometimes jumps in there and get some ideas. I jump in there and get some ideas. And, you know, George is so great about like, he loves getting different ideas from everybody and pulling it all together. And, constantly that's why we have so much weird crazy new stuff and honestly he's really good at just keeping the camera out because a lot of the stuff on the youtube is just us being us doing crazy wild hood rat shit oh yeah and that's that's what hooked me and you know like it, it wasn't like the jujitsu that hooked me in it was like you you know like the guys that were doing it and yeah. like all the bullshit you know of like just <laughs> fucking with each other drinking mountain dew and you know like all like the bro type stuff yeah. that's what hooked me and so yeah you guys gotta keep doing that tell george that he's doing an amazing job yeah um all right cool man well i know you are extremely busy so kind of get you out of here um i do like to ask like just random questions just to see to throw people off um so i'm kind of curious if you could look back and tell your 10 year old self something what would it be like to where you've gotten now? Like you've gone through a lot, you know, like what's, what's the thing that's gotten you through it that you tell your, your 10 year old self to do. All right. Well, the first thing I tell my 10 year old self is to join wrestling and jujitsu <laughs> <laughs> start younger. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I just didn't know, man. I didn't know about wrestling. I didn't know what wrestling was. I didn't know yeah. what jujitsu was. You know, I thought there was, you know, boxing and karate martial arts you know i didn't, yeah. I didn't know I, my parents didn't know my mom was a, a triathlon runner and my dad was a was a soccer player you know i didn't know but that's it i would tell that i would tell my 10 year old self to do that and i would tell my 10 year old self um try and find a good group of people that you trust and glue yourself to those people and just stay around them and uh just if you if you can find a good group of people that believe in you as much as you believe in them then just glue yourself to those people and stick around people that are positive and lift each other up. If, if you're around a group of people and they're negative, uh, help them try and realize that they're being negative. And if they're not willing to change, then it's probably best for you to stay away from somebody like that, you know, yeah. stick around. Look, I learned a lot of bad, a lot of, a lot of rough lessons growing up, you know, being around not the right group of friends. I'm sure you have too. Oh, and, yeah. You know, if I, if I had somebody, uh, you know, your parents do everything they can to try and help you, but you know, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, slides through, and like you don't really know about and generations are always changing you know like our generation's different than the generation of our parents and th their generation you know kids are different and friends are different Brilliant. so the best thing that i would tell my 10 year old self that probably wouldn't matter because of the changes in the years and everything is that just if you find a good group of positive people that are constantly talking about good stuff and lifting each other up and have great goals and great aspirations glue yourself to those people and be around them and if, if when you're down, they're trying to lift you up, and those are the type of people you want to be around. And um, that's what I would tell myself: do jujitsu, do wrestling, <laughs> hang around, hang around positive, uplifting, motivational, and positive people. So get choked out and find a positive community. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I I really appreciate your time. Um, I'm sure we'll be talking again in the future. See you at some tournaments or whatever. But uh, until then, uh thanks for coming on really enjoyed this and talk to you later bro thank you no dude thanks thanks for having me on rob and hit me up anytime and if you ever want anyone else on the show just let me know yeah actually where can everybody find you i just fucked that all up um yeah <laughs> go ahead and like kind of tell everybody like what you do have coming up like if you the season three when is that coming out where people can find you on instagram you know like kind of run through yeah. the whole thing yeah, so so season three will be coming out on Flow, obviously. Uh, right. I don't know when they are going to be done editing and when they plan on debuting. I would assume probably in the next couple months. What's won't the be turnaround long. rate on that? Uh, I don't know. Usually it takes like, it can take anywhere from like two to three to four months. It just That's depends not on bad. No, no, it's 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 not bad, man. It just depends on kind of what Flow is doing and like what Simone, the editor, uh, and, and Michael Sears are doing and like what's going on and how quickly they're able to get stuff done and. Uh, it can be completely fully done pretty soon, but they have like a timeline, you know, corporate business stuff. I don't know, but uh, it comes out of fairly 
respectable time are they kind of like directing you at all i know i'm like continuing on but like when they're there they are they just like flies on the wall or are they almost like directing you a little bit so i'll be completely honest with you so they do have some direction uh and they're great at it when they do have stuff it's, it's it's usually pretty good but majority of the direction comes from heath when they're when they're here and they, they would they would they would they would agree with that because yeah. he, dude he has some great ideas and majority of those ideas are, are from are from him man and a lot of that stuff is all from him man majority of the youtube stuff is all directed by he he's Jesus, a secret man he's a dude he's a i mean majority of the stuff that the content on there is just they just happen to beat it flies on the wall and we do crazy stuff and we have to do it but a lot of the plan all the plan stuff is all directed by heat all our youtube content majority of that is directed by heat i feel like i just gotta like drive down there and just pick heath's brain sometime and just like listen dude i think everyone should come to daisy fresh i don't even think you i tell people all the time i said look they're like you need to come in and visit the gym like oh no man i i got a hurt back i got this but i don't not i'm not really into touching people i'm not really into that i'm like look dude just come and sit down and watch the practice just come hang out i said i'm a crippled fuck too i can't do shit either i'm in there every day for for a reason yeah I said, I said, you know, I'm not just there to hang out with my friends, but I'm telling you, the the amount of positive energy in that gym, like that, that is such a good group of people, man. It's just like I just want, we just want everyone to fucking get a dose of that. You know, the juice is like second to like how incredible yeah. it is just being in there with all all the good energy and just all the like everyone just so happy to be training with each other. And dude, it's intense. It's hard. We're balls to the wall and we're hit, you know hitting and freaking there's blood and but they're like everyone's just happy to be there everyone's so happy to be there everyone's so welcoming and loving to be there with each other you know so it's it's, it's, yeah. it's a crazy mix of, of worlds that just work great for for us <laughs> yeah my buddy's actually a uh he's a sports massage therapist and so like when i go to fights like i'll take him with me and work on some athletes and we had Hell talked yeah. about like driving down and like having me get my ass beat and train and then him just bringing a table and just doing free massages listen, literally guys, just you, to listen, be a part if of you it. guys do that if you guys do that you will be the most loved human beings that have ever ever came to psf <laughs> <laughs> done all right <laughs> the guys will love you no, but listen, I say, I say this to everybody, but dude, if you want to come, come, dude, you're like every day that you say you're going to come and you're not coming, you're missing out. Cause it, oh, yeah, I know. it will be one of the best experience jujitsu experience. It might be one of the best experiences of your life. Just being here, dude, every like 95% of the people that come here say that it's one of the best experiences they've ever had. Dude, Bernardo Faria and Mike Zanga from BGJ Fanatics mm-hmm. were just here. Yeah, I saw and- that. And, and dude, Bernardo, Bernardo, he's he, he's trained at every gym there is. He's been a part. He, he's done all. He's done everything a person could possibly do. Well, he's doing videos with Gordon Ryan, like yeah, almost yeah. daily and shit. He said <laughs> he, he he was. Listen, I, when I can tell you, it wasn't just smoke and mirrors. They were genuinely shocked. I mean, shocked by the experience. I mean, he literally. They both said it out loud. I I caught them saying it out loud, and I caught them saying it to themselves in the corner. This is the most incredible jiu-jitsu experience i've ever had in my life this is like nothing i've ever experienced before in my life all right i'm gonna i gotta gotta get there before you get rid of the laundry (laughs) yeah dude come down man come do your pilgrimage to daisy fresh i'm telling you it'll it's 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 i want everyone to experience it bro it's 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 special and uh we're gonna keep we're gonna keep daisy fresh when we move and we're gonna use it as a living barracks for for the athletes but the, the 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 fire from Daisy Fresh isn't gonna change at all. I promise you, from when we move into a bigger building, we we do we do three day camps at other gyms. You know that we do our three day camp seminars at other at other gyms. You know different weekends and stuff. We're there for three days at a time. Yeah. And that same fire that we have at Daisy Fresh comes with us to all those different places. Oh, so the fact yeah. that we're gonna be going to a, we're gonna we're gonna be going to a bigger building doesn't change anything for us. We know it's gonna be just as good, if not better, just yeah. to have more space. Yeah. No, that's awesome. All right. Uh, yeah. So where can everybody find you? So that way the people yeah. that don't know about you, you know, like don't know where you are can, can make this pilgrimage and just kind of keep everybody going, you know, so, towards so you can always, you can always message me on uh, Facebook, Alejandro Wagner, uh, A-L-E-J-A-N-D-R-O. My last name's W-A-J-N-E-R. And then on, uh, on Instagram, I run the PSF Instagram. So if you ever want to message the Pedigo Submission Fighting Instagram, that's me. I run it. So you will just be messaging me directly. If you need to get a hold of Heath, just message me directly on there. Uh, you can also just message me personally on my own Instagram at airwagner, A-I-R-W-A-J-N-E-R. 
uh, that's my Instagram. So if you guys want to message me there, you can message me there as, as well. So nice. That's that's my info. All right, man. I appreciate it. Uh, you're an amazing human being. I appreciate your time. And I know you got to go teach some people how to choke somebody out and <laughs> and uh, go clean some blood up. So I appreciate your time, man. And uh, thanks. We'll be talking soon. No, thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing your story, too, Rob. You take care. I appreciate you having me. Yep. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I uh, got another one in and I had fun. Alejandro is a really good dude, and I've talked to Tom. We uh, we decided we're going to make the trip. So at some point in the near future, we're going down. Uh, I'm going to bring a camera and some mics, and uh, they don't know it yet, but I'm going to see if I can't get Heath uh, on, on camera and on mic. Um, every single time I've talked to these dudes, whether it be DM or in over podcasting, it seems like this guy is just amazing um and alejandro is clearly a pillar within that community so go ahead and show him some love online tell him i sent you and uh we'll be seeing him soon uh we got some more episodes coming out check it out every monday gonna also be putting up a patreon account um start getting some money off you fuckers so anyway uh thanks for listening uh go ahead and follow me on instagram at the mma dietitian Hit up Alejandro online and uh, start looking for more podcasts soon. And if you want to support this podcast, the link is going to be below. Go ahead and rate this on whatever platform you're on. Five stars because I said so and leave me a really good review. I appreciate your time. Appreciate you listening and see ya.